you're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. No way to monetize. There's always a way to monetize. (laughs) Hello, world! (laughs) Hello, world! Welcome to the Lucas Askew Experience. It is December. That means one thing for most people in this world. Setting up decorations, getting by the fire, and getting ready for the holiday season. However, if you've been following the LAE from the beginning, you know that December means one thing to me. College football bowl preview season. And yes, we've been doing it for the past two years. It's been 50 plus minutes of dissecting 40 plus bowl games with... One of my top college experts, and also a former Grammy winner, he's got a soulful voice. So it wouldn't be another bowl preview show if I didn't bring him back one more time and also get a little love from our great friends at Flowwater, Mr. James Taylor. Welcome back to the pod. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, sir. It's an honor and a privilege to be back uh, with all you LAE listeners. Man, another fantastic bowl season. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty excited when they, when, you know, when they came out with a list of all 39 bowls. I think there are some really sexy matchups, uh, and I'm excited to go back and forth. You know, continue our rivalry here. And do you, do you want to say for the the listeners, I'm I'm one to eat crow when uh, something doesn't necessarily go my way. And and last year the bowl preview show, I didn't perform as well as you did. I'll give I'll give you a dap and credit where credit is due. Well, thank you. I, I you know never like to toot my own horn, but uh, you know I think it was a you know it was a heated rivalry. It was a confidence pool, which are which are always pretty tricky. Uh, but I was able to come out on top, and uh, I, I I will say we both had good years. We're we're in a couple of different pools where we you know we pick a lot of college football games and some and some overall you know over under team wins, and we we both we both done pretty well this year. So. It's been uh, it's been a good year, yeah. and uh, you'll see some of my favorite teams. We'll uh, we'll we'll dissect them. They're part of the the thirty nine bowls. So again, you know it's a it's a sprint. So let's let's get rolling. The Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl in Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. It's North Carolina A and T versus Alcorn State, Division two rivals. This is always a heated game. Alcorn State. And A&T actually played two years ago with A&T winning 41-34. These teams play tight games. It's going to be an offensive shootout. Celebration Bowl is always a great way to celebrate bowl season kicking off. I like A&T. Who do you got, James? Ooh, I, I, you know, you're just saying the A&T apparently, you know, two years ago they did cover that 7.5-point spread with a 7-point loss. Uh, we are back at a 7.5-point spread. Uh, but I'm gonna go with A and T. I, you know, I can't say that I know anything about either of these teams, but I like A and T's offense, and I'm gonna go with A uh, and T. So you believe in the Miac over the Swack this year? You know, I generally do love the Swack, but I'm going Miac this year. Hey, you know, Swack, respect, but Markel Cartwright is <laughs> a first team All Miac <laughs> running back, and that's why A and T. Wow. That game. All right, we'll see. We're off to a good, our rivalry is off to a, a off thrilling to, beginning. Off to, off to a heated start. <laughs> Next up on the schedule, the New Mexico Bowl. And I, I want to at least point out, this has always been one of my favorites. Uh, as you know, this used to be 
the Gildan New Mexico Bull. Gildan, it's a, a clothing company in Canada, so I always appreciated their sponsorship. Unfortunately, times were tough. They had to do some budget cuts internally at the brand, so they had to drop this sponsorship. Ouch. So it's no longer the Gildan New Mexico Bowl, but still the New Mexico Bowl. No, still no sponsor. No sponsor. You know, the, huh. the folks in Albuquerque, like, the bowl will shine on its own. They're ponying up for this one? Yeah, they're ponying <laughs> up. They believe that Utah State in North Texas is going to draw for them uh, okay. and get people excited. And you know what? I don't blame them. You've got two high-flying quarterbacks with the the Mean Greens quarterback, Mason Fine, one of the nation's most productive passers. Over 3,700 passing yards, 27 touchdowns. He's got the Mean Green winning nine games this season, which is no small feat. But on the other side, Utah State Aggies, Jordan Love. And I love Jordan Love. You know why? Because this guy just has a grit and a will to him that gets his team over the edge. This team was probably a fourth quarter away from beating Boise and actually playing in the Mountain West Conference title game. Going on and on about Utah State, but I believe in the Aggies. And I really like them dominating North Texas. Ooh, wow, interesting. Now, do you know where North Texas is located? I actually do. It's in Denton, Texas. Okay, do you know how long a drive that is from Albuquerque? <laughs> I'm going to assume it's not too far. All right, well, I don't either. But... <laughs> Feels like a very centrally located game. This could be a, some great fan base. You, you believe the home home field atmosphere? The mean green can travel. Yeah, the mean green can travel, man. It's gonna they're, they're gonna be caravanning through West Texas. And you know what? North Texas, pretty good squad this year. The nine and three. They had three losses by a combined thirteen points. Okay. Uh, so they they they've only lost very close games. I'm gonna go ahead and take them to cover. Nine-point spread here against the Aggies. I'm going to take North Texas to cover, but lose in a in a in another gut-wrenching fashion. Uh, you know, maybe a 45 to 42 game here. Okay, New Mexico Bowl. Generally, it's a tight game, so I, I, I like what you're thinking. I don't believe that's going to happen this year. So, uh, Utah State, big market, market down. Next up on the list, the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. This is the Battle of the Bayou, Tulane, the Green Wave. Versus Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns. Like nothing screams the Battle of New Orleans, bringing probably, no offense to LSU, the two most high profile teams in the state <laughs> to Orlando, Florida, battling it out on a December 15th afternoon. And all to support uh, cancer research, uh, finding a cure. So great, great efforts. Uh, I like the philanthropic. <laughs> Philanthropic touch to <laughs> this bowl game. Woo! Don't worry, he'll cut that out, folks. Don't worry at all. So, with all that being said, I, I don't even know who I want to pick, but it doesn't really matter. It just matters that they're raising money. Got it. Wow. Well, that is very philanthropic. Phil- <laughs> that is very philanthropic of you. Um, you know, Tulane, Lafayette, this is, a, this is you know, a, a bit of an old-school rivalry, like you said, in-state. Tulane has won 22 out of 28 matchups uh, over the course of history. Uh, Tulane has a fantastic rushing attack. They will rack up the yards. Uh, but Louisiana, you know, they lost to Appalachian State in that Sun Belt Championship game. Uh, they're, they're a solid squad. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and take, you know, Tulane's kind of historical dominance here in, the, in, this, in this battle. Okay, you believe that Sean King is going to walk through those doors and bring a 
his 13-0 squad, the Green Wave. Uh, yeah, oh, you know? man, those were the glory years. The glory years of Tulane. Next up, we've got the Mitsubi... Oh, man. This is going to be a uh, strong edit, uh, <laughs> edited podcast here. Mitsubishi Motors, Las Vegas Bowl. You've got Fresno State, 21st-ranked team in the nation, versus Arizona State. And as we've done in years past, really, the line isn't necessarily how many points. Um, the line really is how many people are going to be suspended for the first half of this game. I know last year we put it at about five and a half. And I really think... It's definitely way over this year. When you've got a school like Arizona State, undisciplined, I don't care. Herm Edwards doesn't have this team on lock. There's going to be at least six kids that are suspended for the first half, and that's why I don't like their chances. Jeff Tedford, also a a Canadian Football League alum, Jeff Tedford and the Fresno State Bulldogs bulldoze their way in Vegas. Ooh, I like that. Now, usually I'm a big fan of the over in your player suspended for the first half. I am going the opposite direction. I am taking the under this year. I think Herm Edwards has a very tight rein on this team. He has brought stability and you know a little bit of decency to that Arizona State program. Uh, and, and then you look at Jeff Tedford. Wonderful coaching job. Uh, you know, they had, what, two road losses this year, Boise State and Minnesota. And that Minnesota was in a good early season game. They lost on uh, the last play of that game. Uh, they had a chance, you know, to win that one. Um, so, you know, tough one here. But I, Fresno State, I think, is a really good team. I love what Tedford has done. Uh, I think he brings it home. Next up, the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl in beautiful Montgomery, Alabama. You've got Georgia Southern versus Eastern Michigan. And not to toot my own horn, but talking about rebounded teams this year, I saw a team last year in Georgia Southern. Two wins, you know, they were they were shot down in the dumps. But I believed in Chad Lunsford, the coach that took over late last year. He brought this newfound energy and excitement back to the program. And they run the triple option, but they have athletes all over the field on offense and defense. And even though... EMU, the Eagles from Eastern Michigan, are playing in a bowl game for just the second time in the past three years. I like the Eagles from Southern Georgia and Georgia Southern to definitely get it done. You know, Eastern Michigan, they had that good win against Purdue, um, but I I just don't see them, uh, you know, really keeping up with that triple option. Uh, I I like Georgia Southern here, and it's it's a pick too, which is a little surprising. I'm definitely going Georgia Southern. It's a pick'em. See, I had them at. Uh, wow, these lines are moving real time, folks. Uh oh, real time. I had this at uh, plus three and a half, just two days ago. Now, not even the win, but an actual legitimate sports book has it at minus one Georgia Southern. So, whatever you do, hop on this. The value it, it's decreasing by the day, but I still believe that Georgia Southern can at least cover the one point spread. Concluding December 15th, a great day to kick off college football and the bowl season, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. And this has two really titanic group of five teams of two programs that have really built something. Coach Stocksville and the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders have grown and, and cultivated their program over the past couple years. And he actually has his son at quarterback. What a, what a great bonding experience. But unfortunately... I like that father-son duo to have a a heartbreaking loss because Appalachian State and Scott Satterfield, who's been with this program for 25 years, 
25 years when they were FCS school brought them to the pinnacle of F- FBS glory. Three-time Sunbelt champs. They won it out right this year with the actual title game. And I, I think they, they get it done. It's a close game, but I think they get it done this year. Now, for all you Appalachian uh, alumni out there, I just want to make, you know make sure I'm, I'm, I'm correcting Lucas here on the pronunciation of Appalachian. I had a, uh, a lady from the heart of Appalachia tell me that, nope, it's not Appalachian. It's Appalachian. Pointed to her chin, uh, at chin. So just want to make sure you're aware of that moving forward. Uh, Thank you. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for uh, clearing that up. You're welcome. I want to say one thing about Middle Tennessee State. Basically an SEC team. They played three of their non-conference games against SEC teams this year. And how many did they win? Uh, zero. Okay. <laughs> yes. But you got to give them credit for scheduling. Maybe they're just looking for an easy buck. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, they've seen some good teams. I Still, I love Appalachian State. They've always been the darling, right? Uh, you know, the mid-major or even FCS darling. Um, so I, I like them to carry on. Moving into December 18th, the Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. And if you remember from last year, this used to be the Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. So they condensed the actual sponsorship a little bit. But Cherry Bundy, for for all those uh, not familiar and not drinking cherry juice as much as I am, it's, uh, it's a great after workout supplement. It really provides you the enzymes and fuel that you need to get about your day after a, a strong uh, uh, Cherry Bundy is not an official sponsor of this podcast and as a flow water representative, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and I have to cut you short there because uh, the electrolytes and the alkaline of flow water is the best post-workout drink out there. So just for the record. <laughs> well, th- thank you. Uh, again, we, we appreciate that. And we also do appreciate Cherry Bundy. Uh, did send me a package. Um, they are a prospective sponsor for uh, a future podcast. But again, this bowl preview show presented by Flow Water. The Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl, you have UAB, the Blazers, and Northern Illinois, the Huskies. I'll, I'll give you first first pass at this because I've got really strong feelings, but I, I want to hear you first. Oh, wow. I mean, I know UAB has had a, a one heck of a turnaround from being really down in the dumps a couple years back. Uh, you know, Northern Illinois, they, they've they've dominated that conference for a while. They eked out that victory over Buffalo. Buffalo was a good squad this year. Really, you know, blew that game at the end. Northern Illinois felt a little lucky to me to, to get that win. Uh, but they're always solid. I, I'm going to go with UAB, though. I think the, the UAB Blazers are, are feeling, two years ago, they didn't have a team. They yeah. brought back, they became bowl eligible last year, they lost. This year, winning 10 games, winning Conference USA, they are riding high. And you see their, their mascot spitting fire. Like They are on fire right now. But Northern Illinois, they've just been a consistent team out of the MAC Every year, death taxes in Northern Illinois is going to challenge <laughs> for the MAC title. And they find ways to win. If, if I'm pulling at the heartstrings, I like the UAB Blazers winning on a field goal Ooh. in Howard Schnellenberger Field in Boca Raton to win the Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. We're going to do something a little bit different this year. We're going to touch on some of the uh, the New Year's Six matchups, not not just putting it all at the end, because we know you, the listener, uh, you want the, the high-profile parts of this content. So we're, we're going to jump actually down to the first New Year's Six game that is taking place actually on December 29th. 
Florida versus Michigan in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. I think Michigan's going to be pretty motivated in this game, right? They've had a great season. It was obviously ruined in that Ohio State uh, you know, beatdown, meltdown, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I think their talent level is is much, much superior to Florida. Uh, and I, I, I just I think Michigan has a lot more to play for in this game to kind of validate uh, a, a really a, a good season and Harbaugh's best season uh, there yet. So I'm taking Michigan. I like, you know, they they are favored by seven and a half right now. Um, I, you know, I think I think they're going to cover. I think they're going to come out and really dominate this game. Michigan people thinking they could be a, a playoff contender, then get absolutely shellacked at Columbus and and Ohio State, giving up 62 points. Supposedly having the best defense, I think it put people on edge a little bit. People calling for Harbaugh's job, which is absolutely ludicrous. They were very close and couldn't quite make it to the playoff. This Florida Gators team has been playing with house money all year. Dan Mullen, the the absolute quarterback wizard, has brought Felipe Franks to levels people didn't think were possible. You'll see Franks as well as Emory Jones in kind of a, a two-quarterback tandem. And you know what? This Gator team, I liked them all year. They were also a pick in, in one of my leagues. They gave me nine wins, but I believe that they can get me ten. And you know where this is played? It's played in Atlanta. And you know where Florida Gators roam? Not Atlanta. But they play well in Atlanta. So I like the Florida Gators winning the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Oh, okay, okay. Let's jot that down. Have to put a little side money on that one. I think I think we might. So moving, moving back up into the flow, we'll have the uh, DXL Frisco Bowl. And when you talk about a sponsorship, as, as James and I once were in that, that world... You want to connect your brand with an entity that, that really makes sense and, and fits with, with who you are. And I don't think there's a better brand fit than a bowl in Frisco, Texas to be connected with a brand like DXL. And I appreciate the connection between that bowl. So San Diego State versus Ohio. These are two old vets. Rocky Long has been coaching in San Diego State forever. And Frank Solich which the, the Nebraska folks should still be kicking themselves for letting him go, go, firing him after eight win seasons. He just continues to put eight, nine wins uh, up in Ohio. Wonderful Athens, a great college town, a great MBA program for sports management. Just FYI, free plug there. And this is going to be just a, uh, a real dogfight. I like this being a 16-13 game. And you know what I like in... Very close games. I like the heart. I like the character. I like the Solich. Frank Solich in Ohio. Okay, wow. 16-13 with an over-under of 54.5 right now. That is an aggressive <laughs> under, folks. Uh, if you trust Mr. Askew and the LAE, go out and put your money on the under. Um, you know, I, I can't argue with, with anything you've said about Mr. Frank Solich. Uh, he's a wonderful man and a wonderful coach. Um, I think I'm going to you know, go ahead and take Ohio as well here. Moving on. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. I think I, I butchered it last year, and I'll continue to, to butcher it. A matchup between Marshall and South Florida. USF really rolled out to a 7-0 record. They were ranked 21st in the poll. Maybe we're going to push UCF in the American League, American Conference this year. And then the wheels fell off. I, I don't know what happened, but they lost five straight. They're coming in reeling. 
They do get the the home field advantage playing in Florida, but I don't. I just don't know if this USF team a is motivated or are in any state of mind to really compete. And you know who competes? Doc Holliday and the Marshall Thundering Herd. We are Marshall. We are West Virginia through and through. Even though they're a rival school, West Virginia, we West Virginia alums still root for the our younger brothers at Marshall. And I believe in the Marshall Thundering Herd. They're going to mow their way to victory against USF. Yeah, this is definitely you know one of my favorite uh, coaches' names in college football, Doc. I'll be your Huckleberry Holiday. Um, huge fan uh, of the Marshall Thundering Herd. Uh, do you know anything about the history of Gasparilla? No. Now, I, I will say I love the name mainly because it sounds like Sasparilla. But yeah, there is a legendary pirate festival in Tampa under the name of the Gasparilla Pirate Festival. He is a... a Apparently an old an, is an it, old buccaneer. Is it taking place during this time? No. Sadly, we're going to miss it. It's end of January, but I highly recommend it. It is uh, <laughs> quite a sight to see. Okay, that may, uh, that may have to be on our bucket list for an upcoming let's trip. Do it. Let's do it. I mean, we can hit both and just stay. That's true. That's true, yeah. You know, that's just one solid month down in Tampa. I am going to side with Lucas here. Uh, the Charlie Strong's kids down there in South Florida. Uh I, I just, you know, I, I don't think they're going to show up to play. I think we, you know, Doc Holliday will have his, his, his guns ready, his six shooters ready. Uh, he's a quick hand, and I like the Thunder and Herd. Moving on to uh, the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. FIU versus Toledo. And before we get into it, Makers Wanted. Shout out to uh, good friend Brian Gaynor. Again, all about the shout outs today. Brian Gaynor, part of an agency that actually crafted this idea there is a neighborhood in chicago in the suburbs of chicago that wanted to build their brand and build their uh, overall connection outside of the the walls and space of chicago utilized the sponsorship of a college football game makers wanted is the slogan of this neighborhood and they decided to sponsor this bowl this used to be the popeyes bahamas bowl but i'm glad it's not makers wanted if you are in the Chicago area, feel free to visit this local suburb, which, again, we, we should probably know what this suburb is called because that would that would be more helpful to direct people to. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't. I didn't know what Maker's again, Wanted I, was just, to begin with. I will just continue to uh, plug the airwaves right now while James actually researches this. Oh, let's see. Elk. Grove? Elk Grove. Elk Grove is correct. <laughs> Elk Grove neighborhood. We'll piece this all together. But congrats to Brian Gaynor and the team and really the suburb of Elk Grove for promoting their brand and promoting Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Since I, I took up all the time, FIU or Toledo, who do you like? Oh, man. Let's go ahead and give me uh, Toledo. Holy Toledo. <laughs> Holy Toledo. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise, Idaho. You have Western Michigan versus BYU. Western Michigan is that, that team two years ago. P.J. Fleck rode the boat and the 13-0 team to the actual Cotton Bowl where your Wisconsin Badgers stopped them in their tracks. Yes, sir. BYU always schedules it. A very tough schedule. They aren't independent, so they have to schedule everybody. They, they don't have the luxury. But BYU 
replace Tanner Magnum uh, with freshman quarterback Zach Wilson. And the last six games really improved the team. Wilson's thrown eight touchdowns while rushing for two more. I really like this BYU team. Why? Because they have a bunch of 28 to 30-year-olds playing on their team. And that experience and that life experience that they have, I think, powers their way. So you mentioned BYU schedule and tough matchups. They, they came into Camp Randall in Madison, obviously, this year and uh, took down the Badgers And what was, I think, you know, we were a top five team at that point. Um, so badly that was, overrated, as we <laughs> Yes, it turns out badly overrated. But at the time, seemed like a wonderful win from BYU. They followed that up with a, a win against Arizona. Uh, and all of a sudden, it looked like this BYU team was legit. Apparently, the Vegas odds makers knew more than I did because... Uh, throughout the rest of the season, I kept putting money on BYU to at least cover, and they lost every single game against the spread uh, following that. Uh, so I you know, have a real bone to pick with BYU. I'm not happy with them. I don't think they're going to cover here. So what uh, do we have? A 48-point 48 spread. we got yeah, minus 11. 12-and-a-half. 12-and-a-half. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm taking Western Michigan, getting 12-and-a-half. You, you want that? Sure. <laughs> I, I will take that. Done. I will take that. Good luck with old BYU. <laughs> the Jared Birmingham Bowl. The great friends at Jared. Yes, he went to Jared. Decided to come through and sponsor this bowl game. You got Memphis. You have Wake Forest. This is a, a matchup of really two teams that I saw one game each this season. So very small sample size. And that small sample size means I have small insight on this. I like Memphis. Darnell Henderson, the running back, I like him. I mean, they looked good early against UCF, right? They looked like they had that game in the bag and, uh, you know, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, maybe destiny stepped in there for UCF. But uh, that was a tough loss for Memphis. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with Wake here, though. I'm going to go with the, uh, you know, the Power Six Conference. Uh, you know, they got a... Pretty pretty solid squad, and I think they're gonna you know slightly superior athletes, and they'll uh, you know they'll they'll push Memphis around on the you know the front lines. The Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. You've got Houston, you've got Army. Classic battle of schemes. You have Houston, the gunslinging, a lot of offense, a lot of spread offense. You have Army that will just run the ball. This this defense only gives up 18 points a game. Because the Army offense just squeezes the oxygen out of the, the football and just chews up clock. This Army team going into the, the game against Navy could be winning 10 games in back-to-back -back seasons. They, they're a force to be reckoned with. So who are you choosing? You know, I don't, due to NCAA rules, I don't believe we're allowed to talk about this game yet until Army has finished its season against Navy okay. uh, this Saturday and the only game of the weekend. So we'll all be watching. Um, no, I, I like Army. I mean, they're, uh, they are a, a tough, tough squad, obviously, with 10 wins last year. Uh, I think they go out and match that this year. Uh, I, you know, I think everyone saw that, that game against Oklahoma where they really had them, you know, you know on the ropes at halftime, um, and they were able to keep that number one o Oklahoma offense off the field, uh, like Lucas said. Uh, great defense as well, and uh, you know they they run that triple option to perfection because you know why they can't they can't go recruit three hundred pound offensive linemen at Army and Navy. Uh, so you got to go get you know a little bit leaner, more athletic guys, uh, and and you 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 know you plug those into a system where they can pull and get out in space, uh, which is one of the reasons why these you know these 
uh, Armed Forces teams run run these triple options. But I like Army over Houston here. Do you think it's time for another New Year's Six game? Let's go. Yeah, let's do, jump do, ahead, do, baby. Let's do, go. Do I'm excited. I'm line? ready. I, I think the people are ready. I think the people are ready. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, LSU versus UCF. Another opportunity for UCF to show not only that they belong, but they are a team to be reckoned with. This team hasn't lost in two years. Had an undefeated season last year. Beat Auburn in the the Sugar Bowl. Had an undefeated regular season now. Has an opportunity to play another SEC foe. LSU, a nine-win team. Dominated Georgia. Looked really good at points this year. Looked underwhelming uh, at points as well. This is a, a statement game for UCF. Unfortunately, Mackenzie Milton, their all-world quarterback, had a devastating leg injury. I don't love their chances, but you know what? I doubted them last year. They proved me wrong. Do I doubt them again? Yes, I do. I doubt them again. LSU, <laughs> I believe, wins this game. So move, moving back up to the, the real fun games, Let's uh, New, New Year's Six is, is great, but... Let's get back to the the meat and potatoes. And for meat and potatoes, I don't think there's a better place to go than the Dollar General Bowl in Mobile, Buffalo, and Troy. These Buffalo Bulls, whether it be on the basketball court or on the football field, they're just, they're nasty. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bulls. And I I think this Bulls team could actually challenge the Buffalo Bills um, and, and create some potential conflict within the overall city but the dollar general bowl it's in mobile for that reason i think troy yeah i mean it's definitely a a home game for troy here um but what is going on with this buffalo university right you know you talk about the basketball team the football team something's going on in that program i don't know if they have a couple uh, you know, friends of the program or a couple of high-profile donors who have, uh, you know, you know, uh, the facilities have gotten a major boost in the last few years. But uh, for that reason, I think the, these Buffalo uh, guys are, are playing for a little something, something extra, a little env- envelope waiting in their locker. I think I'm going with the, with Buffalo here. <laughs> the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. This bowl to me always meant. Christmas Eve with the family. There's nothing else really on TV. I'd put on the Hawaii Bowl and just get the 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 feel and the mystique as if I was there. Watch uh, 10,000 spectators watch the game. It was always just a fun atmosphere. It's sad that they pushed this to the December 22nd, but the good thing is they have their home team. The Rainbow Warriors are back bowling once again, and they've got back to the roots. This is gunslinging to territory. This is Colton Brennan. This is June Jones. This is the team that will put up 40 and will give up 50. They don't really care. They care about offense. And I've got a rule that when Hawaii is playing in the Hawaii Bowl, I never pick against them. So I'm sorry, Louisiana Tech. You're a really good team. But aloha. Yeah, Hawaii got Hawaii got off to such a great start this year. Um, you know, they kind of faded a little bit towards the end. But you're right, bringing back that run-and-shoot offense that are putting up big points. Um, and, you know, you know what? They have wonderful, wonderful receivers. Just going to throw a little plug in here. I did receive a letter from the University of Hawaii uh, to, to have a conversation about playing wide receiver out there. Oh, wow. Yeah, one of I the, did not know. Yeah, probably one of was, the biggest mistakes of my life was, was not going out to school in Honolulu. Was this during the June Jones era or before? 
Oh, you know, this would have been in uh, in 2005. No, this is Norm Chow? Uh, you know, I got to be honest. I think they were one of their uh, techniques. <laughs> do, you think, do, you, do you think it was actually <laughs> another James Taylor that it was just lost in the mail? No, no. I was, you know, I was a pretty decent you know, receiver. All, all New England receiver out there on the East Coast. But I, I think their strategy was they were just pumping letters out. All over the place. Postage uh, costs alone, though, <laughs> flying that to New England. I'm, I'm yeah, a little concerned. Yeah, that. no, they they were looking for a receiver uh, on home soil. It's great to have them back in their own bowl, and uh, I think they're going to get it done. And I like the over here, fifty-seven and a half. Okay, the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl, Boston College versus number twenty-five Boise State. Uh, Brett Rippon, uh, the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year. Feels like he he's been at Boise for six years, but he hasn't. He's just been there for four. I checked. Um, I think the disappointment is one thing, but this this team, Boise, I, I believe in the the blue turf. They won't be playing on blue turf, but against Boston College and Scott Loeffler, actually the offensive coordinator at BC was actually recently hired away to Bowling Green. I think. That will make it a little bit interesting uh, because the BC offense has plenty of weapons but really has not been firing lately. I like Boise covering. I don't even know what the spread is, but I believe that they will. Minus three, Boise. Uh, We unfortunately had to use Serve Pro recently for a massive leak. Uh, That was not our fault. I will remind you it was not our fault here at Flow Water. Uh, but Surf Pro was able to get in there and, and do some water repairs for us, so shout out to them. Um, but, uh, you know, Boston College was uh, the darling for a while, right? They had the uh, the college game day uh, coming into Boston and, uh, you know, playing Clemson, and then you know, I think they laid an egg pretty much in that one. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Boise State's just a more talented team. They still have, a, you know, a great offense. Uh, I, think, I think they're going to take care of BC here. The Quick Lane Bowl, Minnesota and Georgia Tech at Ford Field. And Quick Lane, I'll I'll give a a quick prediction here. Paul Johnson, the Iron Maiden, Paul Johnson, decided to finally hang it up, finally retiring from the game after many years, uh, both at Navy and now at Georgia Tech. And I've got many rules when, when, when picking games. One of them is if the coach is retiring, Pick that team to win because there's that extra motivation. I think Paul Johnson retiring pushes Georgia Tech over the edge against Minnesota. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Johnson, folks. Welcome back to the Luke Zazzy experience. <laughs> Love Paul Johnson. Love Georgia Tech here going out and getting it done for the general. And screw P.J. Fleck. Moving into the cheese at ball. Nothing matures better than a bowl of Cheez-Its. Cal versus TCU. TCU, Gary Patterson, he's a defensive guru, has had to cobblestone together the offense all season long. Justin Wilcox has got the Cal Bears bowling once again. It's going to be a a very interesting matchup. I know it's a pick'em. I looked at it. It's a pick'em. Because of the pick'em feeling, I like TCU winning the game. Interesting. I, I, you know, Justin Wilcox was a uh, a tough loss as a Badger fan. He is a, a wonderful defensive mind, and I think a really, really good coach. I think he's going to do great things at Cal, actually. Um, and you know, you could see him already have an impact on that program. They were uh, much more competitive this year. 
Um, man, this is a tough, tough call. I kind of like. I kind of like Cal. I think they're, they got a little more to play for here. TCU's used to playing in, in Rose Bowls and big games at this point. I'm not sure these guys are, are going to, even though Gary Patterson is a wonderful coach uh, with a good bowl record, I'm not I'm not sure they're going to really get up for this one. I'm going to take Cal playing for more. Jot that down, the discrepancy, Cal versus TCU. All my Horn Frog alums, frog up. And then, I, think, I think that's the, the same. <laughs> the walk <laughs> Pretty sure it's not. <laughs> the Walk-On's Independence Bowl. Temple versus Duke. I, I don't really know what, what much to say. I mean, we can, we can move quick here. Yeah. I, I think Duke's pretty mediocre. I like Temple winning this game. The New Era Pinstripe Bowl. I'll allow you to, to take this on because it has the U, Miami, and as you're wearing a Wisconsin Badger shirt right now, yes, the sir. Wisconsin Badgers, tell me why, A, you should watch this game. B, what happened to the Badgers this season? Well, anytime you know you're playing at Yankee Stadium, I think that that's a, a good watch, especially a football game at Yankee Stadium. You know, Wisconsin. You know, there were a myriad of things. I think there were a lot of injuries. Um, the offense never really got going. Um, you know, it just you know it was poor quarterback play, which has kind of doomed us over the years. Um, this game specifically, I you know, I hope it is cold and snowing in New York. Uh, I want to see those those boys from down in Miami who have never never seen snow or never played in cold weather. I want them to get a taste of what uh, football is like up north on the Mason Dixon line. Uh, I am taking Wisconsin in this game. Believe it or not, uh, I still think. Uh, you know, this is a proud Wisconsin team. You know, the seniors obviously had very high expectations this year. Um, they, they're still playing for a lot. They actually haven't lost a bowl game uh, four years in a row. Um, so they, they're pretty fired up about uh, finishing their career at Wisconsin uh, with an undefeated bowl record. So I'm taking Wisconsin. Academy Sports plus outdoors for all your uh, camping and just outdoor needs, Kennedy. Academy Sports plus outdoors. The Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. Baylor versus Vanderbilt. And I'm sorry, I I can't cheer for the Baylor Bears after what the program has been through. And I certainly can't cheer for them when Jalen Hurd, the ex-running back of Tennessee, mocked Tennessee when he left the program. He was actually the Big 12 uh, Offensive Newcomer of the Year for the, the Bears, so he had a good season. But I can't cheer for that. I can't cheer for the Bears. I'm taking the Commodores from Vanderbilt. I thought Vanderbilt was a very, very good, you know, feel-good story this year. Um, what, is, what is Vanderbilt not a good yeah, that's feel-good a, story? That's a great point there. You know, the academic rigor that these people have to go through, the Dukes of the world, the Vanderbilts, the I don't know. I, I wouldn't put Vanderbilt quite on that pedestal with uh, with the likes of Duke and Stanford, mainly because one of my best friends from high school went there, uh, who's a total. Great guy. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I yes, it is a, a, a solid academic institution. They're always underdogs in the SEC. Um, you know, they played a lot of close games this year, and they were able to you know pull some out. And, and they really they didn't have any bad losses on the year. Um, so yeah, I like Vanderbilt. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. I like this more when it's the Gaylord Hotels Music City Bowl. But uh, I, I guess... stayed at the Gaylord Hotels once. Phenomenal golf course. You you, you yep, did absolutely. Okay. Yeah, my brother and I. Had a, had, a, had a duel on the links of Gaylord. Unbelievable. I think we actually used that same joke two years ago, so we might have to edit that one out this time around. But Purdue and Auburn, really, Auburn, after 
being on the cusp of maybe in the playoff last year because they played in the SEC championship. They beat Bama, the only team that beat Bama last year. Lost to UCF in that shocking Sugar Bowl, and then spiraled out of control this year. Seven and five. Jared Stigham, the quarterback transfer, is actually declaring for the NFL draft, so he's not going to be back next year. Gus Malzahn lives on a hot seat. I still think he has done great things for this program, but again, a down year. Purdue six and six, but had one of the most impressive wins all season. The twenty nine point beatdown of Ohio State and really the reason why Ohio State's not in the college football playoff and why Urban Meyer announced his retirement. I think that that loss, huge impact. Oh, my, my pick? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the SEC. If two like-minded teams are playing, I like the better conference, the SEC, Auburn. Uh, yeah, I think this is one of the more unattractive uh, games of the whole bowl season. Uh, so you're saying on Friday, December 28th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time, don't plan this to watch? You like, know, it, sadly, it, it, it's it, the only game on at the time. So you, you, you know. so maybe instead of watching, you could listen, like on a uh, an audio app. Just uh, yes, uh, tune in. Radio has a wonderful uh, you know, slate of games. You can hear a couple different broadcasts for this game. Uh, and yeah, you know, I think it's it's worth a listen. It's better than you know talking to Uncle Randy uh, or whoever it is post Christmas, um, or maybe going to see The Grinch or some terrible movie in the theaters. So uh, I would recommend you know tuning in to tune in. Uh, but it's a going to be a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, who's I'm taking it for new. For new. <laughs> the Camping World Bowl at Camping World Stadium in uh, in Florida, West Virginia versus Syracuse, two Big East rivals, former Big East rivals when it wasn't just a, a basketball conference. A little disappointing for the the Mountaineers. They were eight and one at one point this year. Lost a heartbreaker at Oklahoma State. And then lost a heartbreaker at home uh, in Morgantown on Black Friday. And then were passed up for the Alamo Bowl for this bowl. A little bit slighted there that Iowa State got the nod instead of them. I'm still a little bit still a little upset about that. But you should be. Th- this will this will be an entertaining game. One of the best better non-New Year's six games. These two teams uh, can really score a ton of points. Will Greer, David Sills, the fourth been a great lineage of, of David Sills. Um, those two, one of the most dynamic quarterback wide receiver combos in the nation. It will be their swan song. And for that reason, I believe that they are spiting the, the last time they played Syracuse, which they lost two years ago in the Pinstripe Bowl. I believe they rectify that, that loss and are the Camping World Bowl champs. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that that swan song isn't on a grander stage. You know, I think it... it, it it's, the 16th it's ranked team. I know, for Will Greer. Like, I, I agree. I thought they were a, a much better team throughout the year. Um, you know, I think they're a better team than Iowa State, personally. But, um, you know, Syracuse was fun to watch all year. They, they were an exciting offense. Probably one of the best Syracuse teams that I can remember, to be honest. Um, so I yeah I think we we just talked about one of the least interesting games. I think this is one of the most interesting and the most fun games. Uh, so definitely tune in on the on tune in radio to this one. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a shootout for sure. We got the over under set at seventy four point five, folks. Uh, so you can expect a lot of points. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Forty one thirty eight West Virginia. 
I'm taking the over. Done. But Syracuse to cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the aforementioned Valero Alamo Bowl that West Virginia was passed over for, Iowa State versus Washington State. I'm not even going to give this the light of the day. I'm definitely not taking Iowa State. Washington State, Mike Leach put together a deceptively good 10-win season. Mike Leach, he's weird, he's odd, but he puts together good teams. I like him winning this game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you know, that was a tough loss against Washington. They had them uh, in the snowflakes there. Um, I, I like Washington State. I, I've never really believed in Iowa State at all this year. So, uh, yeah, g- give me uh, the Cougars and let's move on. The Belk Bowl. Instead of talking about the, the Belk Bowl, the teams, last year we mentioned Belk, and you said you hadn't shopped at a Belk. Over the this time, did you find your way in the south Enter this department store. Great value and great sales always, all the time at a Belk store. Sadly, I've still never been in a Belk. Still never been. My, my days on the PGA Tour are behind me. Uh, I do not travel uh, by by car through the South any longer. Uh, so sadly, I don't have very many opportunities to visit a Belk store. Uh, I think we looked up last year if there was one in the Bay Area. We could not find one. There, there, uh, there, there isn't. You would have to travel out of state. But again... Maybe a great stocking stuffer for those um, in other parts of the country that that want great value. I, I'm harping on value here because you can find anything at a Belk store. So a $50 gift card, a $100 gift card, you can provide your kids' entertainment, but you can also provide adult entertainment as well. Interesting. Well, there's not a lot of value in this game, so I would hope that they offer more value in their stores than the, the Virginia-South Carolina battle. They do. Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. Have you? Are you in the market for a new home right now? Uh, I certainly am not. <laughs> but are if you, you? If you were potentially, but if I were, would Nova Home Loans be the first thing that I think of? Maybe because after watching this game, I'll, I have an appreciation. Are you going to watch this game? It's on the CBS Sports Network, so it's a little bit harder to to actually tune in. Are you uh, have you cut the cord? Do you not have access to CBS Sports Network? I, I do, but it's a little bit harder. So it's, it's further down the dial. Arkansas State versus Nevada. Not really my cup of tea, especially if this is the opening act uh, for the college football playoff later on that day. Probably go ahead, get your groceries, do all the activities in the afternoon. Skip this game. Who do you like though? Arkansas State was another darling of that league where we were picking overall, you know, team wins. I think I did take them, uh, expecting, you know, hope to get at least ten wins out of them. You know, they had a slow start to the year, but they came on very strong. I think they won six out of the last seven or something, or five out of the last six. Um, the Wolfpack are always a sturdy, sturdy bunch. Um, man, this is a tough one to pick right here. Uh, I think I'm gonna go ahead and take, uh, you know, Arkansas State though. All right, things are getting interesting now, folks. But before we get there, there's more more games that uh, need to whet your appetite before we get to those those playoff semifinals that will be taking place on December 29th. The Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman. Cincinnati versus Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech kept their bowl streak alive by scheduling a previously hurricane-out game from earlier this season. They rescheduled, played Akron, got Terry Bowden fired at Akron. Great job. Got to six wins. Bull eligible. Keep the streak alive. 26 years straight. 
good on you for knowing where Terry Bowden was in the, in the world of college football. I, I can't say I would have known that he was in uh, Akron. Um, but, no, I don't think they beat the Cincinnati team. This is a great story. Ten wins from Cincinnati. Great bounce-back year. Uh, you know, I think they're a solid squad. and uh, I just don't think Virginia Tech is very good this year, to be honest. Stanford and Pitt, the Hyundai Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. We were just talking about El Paso over dinner uh, after a wonderful uh, Mexican feast that we had before the, <laughs> before this podcast. <laughs> Nothing like a great, authentic Bowl <laughs> <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Stanford and Pitt, the Sun Bowl. <laughs> I've, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing. You know, Stanford. You know, they had higher expectations for this team. I, you know, obviously they came in. You know, with Love coming back, I really liked Costello. Bryce Love was was on this team this year. He was. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, he he was banged up. He was injured. He didn't get to play in, in a lot of games. He obviously, you know, being a Heisman candidate to start the year, he kind of faded from all of our, uh, you know, consciousness. But. Uh, you know, I, I do like Costello. He's a solid quarterback. They, you know, they struggled a little bit, but they're still a talented team. I'm not sure. I don't think it, it, it looks like Bryce Love is going to play in this game. Uh, but I still like Stanford over Pitt. Pitt has been one of the most inconsistent teams of the year, uh, and I, I, I don't think they get it done against a, a very. As a West Virginia fan, I cannot take Pitt in anything that I do. I took Virginia Tech, which might be a little sacrilegious in the previous one. I'm definitely not taking Pitt. Stanford, the Cardinal, the Red Box Bowl. One of the weirdest sponsorships. When's the last time you've actually used a Red Box? Uh, that would be never. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, I'm glad they're sponsoring to build brand awareness and get you to use it. Michigan State, Oregon Ducks. Yeah, this is another one of those you know two pretty uh, uh, you know proud programs. Um, I, who are very mediocre this year. I, I, these games don't interest me all that much. Uh, it's also being played in one of the worst new stadiums in, in, in the country, uh, down in Santa Clara. Um, you know, I, this is a, it's a tough one to pick. Um, I, I think I'll, I'll stick with my Big Ten allegiances here and take Michigan State. The out-of-zone Liberty Bowl, Mizzou and Oklahoma State, two former Big 12 foes battling it out in Memphis, Tennessee, Mizzou put together a healthy eight-win season in the SEC. Really have been playing well since moving over to the SEC. People, it was much maligned. They liked Texas A&M moving over. But Mizzou was kind of the, the question, questionable move, both from a basketball and football standpoint. But they have acquitted themselves quite well. And with Mizzou, it really it starts with Drew Locke. It ends with Drew Locke. Even though he had an underwhelming season this year uh, compared to the 44 touchdown passes he threw last year, I like Mizzou. Oklahoma State, they played well in games against Oklahoma. They beat West Virginia, beat Texas, but really played down uh, most of their season. So will it be Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, or the guy with the mullet? Who's, uh, I, I'm a man, I'm 40. You know, Mike Gundy, I, there was a funny Mike Gundy story. There was a, a radio host. Uh, down there in Norman, who I'm sorry, not Norman, uh, in still, uh, Stillwater. Stillwater, down there in Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, who took the over on Oklahoma State wins, uh, being eight this season. Uh, he bet $250. Uh, Mike Gundy called into the radio show 
uh, and sent the man a check for $250 to repay the bet that he lost on a 6-6 six and six Oklahoma State team. So I got to say, Mike Gundy, he's kind of grown on me. Kind of a weird guy, but he's, uh, you know, I think he's a, he's a good coach and he's a funny guy. Uh, but I, I'll, I'm, I like Missouri. I like what Missouri's done this year. They've kind of flew under the radar. They've had a really a solid team, uh, and I think they're going to be pretty motivated for this game. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, Northwestern and Utah. And as I say every year, Kyle Willingham, the Utah head coach, gets his team ready, and he wins bowl games. It doesn't matter if he's playing in the Sugar Bowl, if he's playing in the Holiday Bowl, if he's playing in the Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. It doesn't matter where he is. He wins games. I'm I'm never going to pick against Kyle Willingham until he loses a bowl game. Yeah, the Big Ten West was very, very weak this year, as we kind of saw Northwestern get blown out by Ohio State uh, in the Big Ten Championship game. But... um, you know, Pat Fitzgerald, also a very, very gritty, good, good coach. Uh, but I agree with you. I think Utah has just had a better year, has a better resume, and that's a better team. And they're, they're going to win, win the game. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. You know what Tax Slayer does? Ah, uh, I mean, I, I'd imagine it has something to do with taxes. They've been tanking for the past couple of years. So obviously this sponsorship is not, not doing them a service. Now is that due to, the, you know. Intuit TurboTax the is the, Turbo the number tax. one choice for any self-prep tax preparation. So you should start to think about this January 1st. Uh, April 15th definitely comes very quickly. So think about Intuit TurboTax when you're selecting your tax prep needs. But Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, NC State and Texas A&M. A&M, Jimbo Fisher, got paid a lot of money this year. He he got them to a 19th-ranked team, maybe a top-15 finish. He has the program directed where Kevin Sumlin couldn't get this team. I like them continuing. NC State, Dave Doran, who for some reason decided to pass in the Tennessee job because he thought NC State was this dream job. Yes, he put together nine wins this season. But Ryan Finley won't be there next year. That stock is going to tank. Texas A&M rolling, rolling to the victory. Are you ready for January 1st? Let's get to January 1st, January baby. 1st. One of the sweetest days of the year, folks. We, we touched on, we, we gave you a little preview of the Fiesta Bowl, which are, already happened earlier on the show. But we'll give you the main course now. January 1st starts off with a titanic battle between Mississippi State and Iowa basically lives in Tampa, Florida. They play in the Outback Bowl every other year. They win eight games. Kurt Ferentz has job security because he just knows how to get his team together to win enough games, but not too many games to be in the New Year's Six games. This is going to be a 17-14 game. Every year in the Outback Bowl, it's it's a snooze fest until the fourth quarter. Iowa pulls some magic together, but Nick Fitzgerald in Mississippi State finds a way to win last second field goal and starts off January 1st the way it should. Wow. Excitement. Yeah, interesting call there. I mean I you know I think Iowa they they are just I Kirk Ferentz really does pull the most out of his talent level than any coach in the country. He can squeeze water from a rock. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. And while Mississippi State is definitely the more talented team here, uh, I'm gonna go with Iowa playing a, a close game Finding a way to win this one at the end. Maybe a last-second field goal on the Iowa side. The VRBO Citrus Bowl. Kentucky, Penn State. These two teams just narrowly missed the the New Year's Six games. Both top 15 teams. 
Mark Stoops got the Kentucky Wildcats to nine wins. That is quite the accomplishment there. James Franklin, after a high expectations, had Saquon Barkley leave for the NFL draft last year. Still had Trace McSorley guiding the, the offense. They just missed out on a victory against Ohio State early on in the year. I think that that pushed them away from a potential national championship run and a New Year's Six run. But a Citrus Bowl is not a bad consolation prize. Going to Orlando over January, other than the year that my family went to Orlando over Christmas time, and it was 50 degrees. 50 degrees almost the entire time. And for my Canadian listeners, it was ridiculous. You would think that coming to a, a Florida place over the Christmas holidays, you would get the, the warm weather. But I was, it was 12, 13 degrees. I was having to wear jackets throughout the entire time. It just made the experience. Even though we went to Disney World, one of the most happiest places in the world, it it deflated it. So That doesn't sound fun at all. It, it doesn't. So maybe <laughs> it won't be as fun for Kentucky and Penn State fans. But it should be a good game. Yeah, I think it will be a good game. And, you know, Kentucky, you know, big props to them. You know, going through the SEC schedule, really surprising a lot of people. I still think Penn State's a really good team. Trace McSorley will lead this team to a victory. The granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl game. Number nine, Washington against Ohio State in Urban Myers' supposedly final game with Ohio State as he announced his retirement this week. What did I say early on in the I show? I know, your rule. You never bet against them. Never <laughs> bet against a team with a coach that's retiring, even though this retirement may only last one or two years with Urban Meyer. I think the energy of Ohio State, playing for Urban, playing for the team, yes, they, they didn't make the playoff, but the Rose Bowl is a heck of a consolation prize. I think the Rose Bowl champs are living in Columbus, Ohio. No East Coast bias here. I do live in San Francisco. Pac-12 is awfully weak this year. Uh, I think Washington's not that strong of an all-around team. I think Ohio State is going to blow them out. The All-State Sugar Bowl. Texas and Georgia. Georgia might be one of the four best teams in, in the country. Unfortunately, the way our current uh, playoff system, or fortunately, the way our current playoff system is, they will not be playing. But this Sugar Bowl... Texas really put together a, a great season under, under under Tom Herman. They were able to win close games this season, which they hadn't been doing over the previous two tilts. Texas sophomore Sam Ellinger might be one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. Between the first regular season game and the last, he didn't throw a single interception. He can do it with his arm. He can do it with his legs. This defense is, is stout, but I don't... I just don't see how they they get enough points and can compete with Georgia. Georgia is it's they're peaking at the right time. The, every year they have two running backs that can go off for a thousand yards. Jake Fromm, yes, he him and Justin Fields had kind of gone back and forth from a quarterback duties, but Jake Fromm is the best bet for Georgia if they want to win this game. They want to be Sugar Bowl champs. Feed the beast of their running backs, but let Jake Fromm win it with his arm. It's in Georgia as well. Actually, no, it's not. It's the All-State Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. Whoops about that one. <laughs> but regardless of the non-home field advantage, I like Georgia. You know, I think I think this game's going to be a little bit closer, especially in the first half, than some people might think. Uh, you know, I think Georgia, you know, obviously it's a little bit of a letdown. I, that 
just heartbreaking, another heartbreaking loss to Alabama uh, in a game that they were winning by two touchdowns again. Uh, so I think they're going to come out pretty slow in this game. I think Texas is going to be able to to really stick with them. Um, but it, it's hard not to imagine Georgia finding a way to pull away in this game in the second half. Uh, they're just so talented. It's great defense, like you said, two great running backs uh, with Swift and little little Holyfield. That guy can that guy can bring it. He's gonna knock you out. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard to pick against Georgia here. You know, I'm I it eleven point spread in the Sugar Bowl. That's a lot of points. I, I got a feeling Texas. Uh, my gut, you know, is telling me Texas wants to wants to cover this one. Well, put maybe put your gut where your, your money is, and uh, <laughs> let's let's throw something down. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Well, I, I think I think we've made it. Thirty-seven bulls in. Oh, finally! This is this is finally. when it starts to really peak up. <laughs> you still with us, folks? <laughs> I think they are. I think they they've been on the edge of their seat or wherever they are on a, on a bus walking to work, wherever they have their earpods, AirPods, whatever sort of pods that are in your ears, listening to this wonderful podcast right now. We are at the. Semifinal, the college football national semifinal games. The top four teams, the first semifinal, you've got Clemson and Notre Dame, two undefeated teams. Clemson, this is old hat for them. Dabo Sweeney has really built something extremely special uh, in Clemson, South Carolina. They expect not only to get to the playoff, but win national championships year after year. And this year, this season, Kelly Bryant, their quarterback from a season ago, who led them to the semifinal last year, they replaced with uh, freshman Trevor Lawrence, but really hadn't done a lot uh, over the past season. They made that switch. It was a little bit controversial, but that switch paid dividends. Trevor Lawrence has given them the engine that they need to take this Clemson offense to the next level. One storyline to watch, um, Clemson's secondary struggled badly uh, during late in the regular season. Clemson is great and stout on the defensive line, but their secondary is vulnerable. And Notre Dame quietly put together 12, 12 wins, an undefeated season. When, when you talk about a quarterback swap, Ian Book coming in to replace Brandon Wimbush, who was really a great runner, but not a great passer. Ian Book has read every book on how to be a better quarterback and has shown this in the Notre Dame offense, throwing for over 2,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, and I think he can get to that vulnerable secondary for Clemson and make this a game that I think a lot of the experts are putting Clemson in without batting an eye. They think Notre Dame is one of the weakest teams in this uh, four-team playoff. I think this is a, a very uh, seesaw battle. I like Ian Book book to keep it extremely close. I don't know what the exact line is, as uh, my prognosticator is. It's a big one. Minus 11.5. I am, I am taking Notre Dame plus 11.5, but I, I, I still think Clemson finds a way. They have championship medal, and championship medal wins in these type of games. 
Yeah, I mean, I you know I think you got to give Notre Dame a lot of credit here. They, uh, you know, you look at their schedule and it's difficult. Like year in and year out, they are going out and and they don't necessarily see all the same teams every year. Where they get to you, you know, they can get used to certain teams and playing certain teams a certain way. Um, you know, they go out and they play a lot, a lot of tough teams. Uh, you know, they beat you know the ACC runner up in Pitt, the Big Ten runner up in Northwestern. Uh, you know, granted some of their you know like Florida State and USC were down this year for sure, and Navy even. Um, but, you know, big win over Michigan early. So I, you got to give credit to Notre Dame. They went out and they won all their games in a competitive schedule. Um, you know, they definitely deserve this shot. Now the question is, can they can they hang with the big boys? Um, and they have a massive test in front of them. Uh, Clemson is, is mighty. That defensive line is just dominating. It's hard for me to bet against Clemson here. I'll take the points as well. You know, big you, game. You think Clemson covers? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think I think I know. Notre Dame keeps I know. it close. I know. I okay, think, I, I'm I just think making sure you you're, you're taking Notre Dame yeah. with the points. I am. Uh, I'm going with Clemson. Uh, I think uh, again, it's it's a game where maybe you know Notre Dame keeps it close in the first half, uh, but I, they just don't have enough firepower to, to hang around with Clemson uh, come come second half. So that's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl, the Capital One Orange Bowl, the second semifinal, and this is a doozy. Oklahoma versus Alabama. More important, Kyler Murray, quarterback at Oklahoma, and Tua Tongo-Vailoa. Say that a couple times. That is a Tongo-Vailoa tongue twister. (laughs) Tua and Kyler are dynamic. They're both Heisman Trophy finalists. They both have electrified each other's offenses. And really coming into this season, one of the big question marks was, was it going to be Jalen Hurts? Was it going to be Tua? And you can see why... Tua got the starting nod uh, for the Crimson Tide offense. This is the first time that Nick Saban has had a dynamic offense like this. They can run and score points with any of them. It was up until the SEC Championship that they were within 20 points of a game. They have been rolling through teams. As much as we're praising Tua, I think the, the best quarterback, he may not win the Heisman, but the best quarterback this season is Kyler Murray. And the fun fact about Kyler he announced at the start of the season he doesn't even want to play football after this season. He is actually going to become a professional baseball player with the Oakland Athletics, who actually just announced a new stadium renovation. They are staying in Oakland, hashtag rooted in Oakland. Shout out to my boy Andy Zabo and John Nowicki for, for, for making things happen with the Oakland A's. But the Oakland infrastructure um, is in good hands with Ky- Kyler Murray uh, leading the charge. But Kyler Murray... This Oklahoma offense has is the best in in the country. There's a reason why their defense was able to give up 40 points a game in four straight games and still win. This offense puts up points at record clips. Kyler Murray is a human joystick or a human game controller, which is a joystick as well. If if you're playing that type of game, whatever it is. But Kyler Murray has been lighting lighting up the uh, scoreboard. I, I just want to d- jump back in. I actually think Kyler Murray is the Heisman Trophy winner. Okay. Uh, who do you think's winning the Heisman? I, Tua Tagovailoa. You think it's Tua, huh? I'm gonna go e- with. E- yeah. Even though he had a a rough last game, had to be replaced, got injured. He wasn't even playing in the fourth quarter for most of the games. Yeah, I think if you compare both their games, it, it feels like like you know Tua. I think you did see him forcing throws, and I think that was a knock on him throughout 
the season is is he was you know always trying to make a play um, and, and he you know he forced a few things and I think that could come back and haunt him in big games like we saw it in, in that Georgia game a little bit you know they were down you know at two touchdowns with him as as, as the, the quarterback and you know what a great story to see Jalen Hurts come in there and 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 win that game for Alabama as much as I don't like seeing the evil empire continue to win it was pretty cool to see Jalen Hurts come in there and and, and win that game. Kyler Murray throws one of the best deep balls I've seen, uh, maybe since Cardale Jones came in for Ohio State. That was only a couple years and ago, Ohio so I State, guess not. Really but it might be a better, better, it might be a better deep ball than Jones. But Cardale did throw a great deep ball. Uh, Kyler Murray just slings it wherever he wants, all over the field. Uh, really, really exciting to watch. Um, I cannot wait to watch him as an Oakland A's season ticket holder. I cannot wait to see this guy come in, uh, come, come into Oakland and and our new stadium. Uh, it's going to be really exciting. But uh, back to the game at hand. Uh, I, you know, something something about me, my you know, my old trusty gut here is just telling me that Oklahoma has a chance in this one. I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think Oklahoma's defense gets a really bad rap. I mean, I don't think it's that good, but it's worse because their offense goes out and scores in two or three minutes, and they got you know they're right back on the field, so they're exhausted. They're stretched pretty thin. Uh, I, I think you know they can. They still have athletes on that side of the ball that can make plays. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a really good game. And I, you know, I want to go out on a limb here and say Oklahoma is going to find a way to get it done. So you believe that we will not be blessed with Alabama Clemson part four, four years straight uh, in you know, nope. the national championship or the semifinal? Nope. I think the legend of Kyle Murray uh, finds a way to get it done against Alabama. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm perplexed. But that's, that's why we're here. That's why we're having the discussion. So for all the LA faithful that have listened to our in-depth analysis of all the bowl games, it all comes down to the national championship. You've heard about Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. We, we don't need to talk about Notre Dame anymore because not, none of us believe that they're getting there. At the end of January 7th, when this college football season unfortunately comes to a close, who do you think's lifting up the Dr. Pepper national championship trophy? I'm gonna go ahead and and give it to uh, to Clemson. I think uh, you know Oklahoma. They would have had to put their absolute, obviously, best foot forward. Uh, just a massive, monumental effort to beat uh, Alabama. Uh, I think you know Clemson is gonna is gonna ride a little bit easier against Notre Dame, and I just think Clemson is an insanely talented team with. Again, NFL talent all over the field, uh, and Trevor Lawrence. Just uh, uh, you know, I think everyone on that team really loves Trevor Lawrence and the way that he's accepted, uh, you know, that role. And and even when he was playing under Kelly Bryant, people had a lot of respect for him and how he handled himself. So I think he is a championship worthy quarterback. Uh, I love Dabu. Uh, he is a hilarious, hilarious uh, guy. Great gives it one of the best interviews out there, but also a great football coach. Uh, I think Clemson's gonna gonna get it done so and, you like, and be our, our national champion. You like Clemson and Oklahoma with Clemson winning. I've got Alabama Clemson part four, and th- this this pick actually goes out to one of the LA faithful, my father Gord Askew, who's been listening to this entire podcast. Waited on bated breath, and, and he's imparted knowledge on me uh, as as my father. He always told me, "You never bet against Saban. You never bet against Saban." I, I'm I'm not going to. I believe part four of Alabama Clemson 
turns out the way part one and part three did last year. Nick Saban has this quarterback, and he has the luxury of Jalen Hurts. If, if Tua gets hurt again, Jalen Hurts is a quality backup that we saw in the SEC Championship, came in and, and guided the team to victory. I think it's a it's another Titanic battle. Trevor Lawrence and Dabo uh, keep it close, but in the end, once again, college football confetti is coming down. The Dr. Pepper trophy, mm, those 23 flavors are going to Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Boo! <laughs> hey, no, it's... Uh, that's the evil empire. The evil empire continues. I'm going for the rebellion. <laughs> well, that, that does it. That's that's another... Uh, our third annual college football bowl preview show presented by Flow Water in the books. This, is, this has been a, a great tradition. I'm glad this is the only time of year other than March Madness, that we see each other. So I'm glad that we, we put aside our, our differences outside of these four walls and really come together with our love for college football. Yeah, no, we're, we're going to culminate a great college football season with a great month here of, of holidays and uh, family and football, and, and it's going to be fun. Uh, and then, boom, we, we turn over right to college basketball season, baby. And looking forward to being back here in March. Thank you again for having me. Uh, you know, Flow Water, we're on a mission to save 1 billion single-use plastic bottles by 2022. Uh, be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. Uh, join us at uh, myflowwater.com. That's 1W. And uh, help us uh, get, get to 1 billion bottles saved. And there we go. The water is flowing. Thank you to Flow Water. Thank you to the LAE faithful listening to the third annual College Football Bowl Preview Show. It has been a pleasure. James Taylor, I'm Lucas Askew, of course, of the Lucas Askew Experience. We thank you for listening. So take care, talk soon, and God bless. <laughs> what a sign up.